Hello, it's Uncommon Fossil here with 10 types and getting back to the reasonably effective podcast. Um, this is officially, I guess, labeled episode two. And just a little seeing how, you, how you, things have been for you. How has your week been going for you, 10 types? Uh, it's been pretty good. Uh, I've been messing around with the new set some more with uh, Crown Zenith. I've been playing with some control decks with the <laughs> new Orangru and then the new Calyrex, which are both kind of fun. I don't know if they're that good, but overall the sets kind of introduces a few funny cards. A lot of the cards are still pretty expensive, which is a bit annoying, but overall I think it's it's pretty fun and uh I haven't been doing too much else, but uh yeah, I've been I've been also doing a bunch of Marvel Snap. So, yeah, uh what have you been doing though? Yeah, I mean life itself outside of gaming has been busy for me, so my Pokémon and gaming time has been reduced. Um I have not really been doing the uh the Crown Zenith cards at all been just doing the daily challenges in um, in live and actually tried out the new Eternatus deck, which I managed to win without ever attacking with Eternatus a bunch of times, just wheezing them, grinding them down there, and, and some PTCGO, just uh, this and that. And I still am trying my hand at Magic the Gathering, too, which is actually a little bit fun, too. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, I, I'm enjoying it. I don't know long-term how it is, but I'm in the that new phase where there's a lot of newness, and so excitement comes with it. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely true. When you like play an, a new game or like a new format, it's really fun just messing around and learning this stuff. And you're not, you're not going to get bored anytime soon because there's obviously a lot of depth. The online client there also has a lot more like options as well, and it's just better overall, right? Yeah, it's, it's much more developed than... PTCGO or live, uh, you have a lot of different gameplay modes to choose from, which um, Pokemon seems to not want to do and stuff. So, so there's positives to it, you know. I, I, whether it's it's just very different game too, which I'm enjoying. Yeah. So, um, but I think it's time to talk about some Pokemon now. That's what everyone's here for. Yes. And we're gonna start our first segment, which is involving uh, like quiz type thing again, game show um, trivia style thing. Uh, pretty much we have multiple choice questions for the other person based on stats and stuff. And you have three choices. And I'll start with my first question to you. And okay. which of these... Uh, any, what were you saying? I just said sounds good. Ah, okay. So, um, of course it sounds good, as <laughs> as I always do. But um, which of these Pokemon, Pokemon V-Stars V-Star power does the most damage? Is okay. it uh, Arceus V-Star? Giratina V-Star or Mawile V-Star? Was it the V-Star power does the most damage? Yeah, specifically the V-Star power. Okay, so Arceus, Giratina, and Mawile? Yeah. Uh, and I believe that's Giratina. Um, and can, can you explain that? As well, uh, why? well, I see, I, I haven't... Uh, Giratina's V-Star... I see, I don't remember what it does. Arceus's V-Star power I just gets you cards... And Mawile, I really don't know what it does at all. I know Giratina's a pretty good attacker, so that's why I chose that one, I gotta well, say. Well, Giratina V-Star's V-Star power doesn't actually do any damage. It does the instant KO. Okay. Um, but oh, the, that's none right. of them do any damage. So no. so they were all right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So even if you had said Arcus there, you'd be correct. Uh, Mawile's is essentially, it's a Guzma, mm -hmm. except you need to switch Mawile V-Star into the active, but it's an ability. It doesn't do any damage. Okay. Um, and then Giratina's are Arceus. None of them do any damage. Giratina's is the closest because it gets a KO, but it doesn't actually do damage. So, yeah, there wasn't really a wrong answer there, but uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I want to play Guaranteed. It's, it's been pretty good. It, it initially was expensive, so hopefully I'll pick it up and start playing with that soon. All right, so question for you here. Uh, which of the following amazing rare Pokemon does the most damage? We have Zamazenta, Yavaltal, and Reshiram. Uh, I think it's... And we're like ignoring weakness and all that, right? Yes. Uh, yep, yep, just the regular it's attack. It's going to be Reshiram, which does, I think, a total of 330. It does 270 to the active and then 60 to itself as well. That's true. I wasn't thinking about the 60 to itself, but you're right. That That's even better than I, I was, yes. And Zamazenta does 180, which is clearly less. And the Yavalto is very powerful, but it knocks Pokemon out, which does technically zero damage, as we were talking about before with Giratina. Yeah, yeah. And there are like a... I think... I think Veshram's generally, it's generally seen as like the most powerful in terms of big damage, right? It does, it's yeah. kind of, obviously you've also just one shot, so both of those see a lot of play though with, with Lugia, so. I mean, there's but other yeah. ones like which depend on energies discarded and such, like with Rayquaza, so, but I, oh, I, yeah. I want to stay away from that because that, that complicates things. Yeah, like Rayquaza, Zashi, and those types you don't really want to go into. Um, but So I'll go yep. to my next one. Uh, a bit harder now. There, okay. there is an actual like right answer and wrong answers here. But which of these Pokemon has the most HP? Is it Radiant Charizard, Radiant Blastoise, or Radiant Venusaur? Radiant Charizard, Radiant Blastoise, Radiant Venusaur. Yeah, um, some some weird Pokemon, but not too weird. So, I'm partly just trying to think through what they are. <laughs> um, I'll say Radiant Blastoise. Uh, no, it is it is actually Radiant Charizard. With Real, it. Oh, Radiant wow. Charizard, yeah, it has okay. 160. Radiant Blastoise has 150, and Radiant Venusaur also has 150. Um, it's I guess it's because the that uh, Charizard is like an attacker, which the other two mm -hmm. are more of support Pokemon. Um, but honestly, I was surprised at that as well. Generally, I think of Blastoise and Venusaur as being bigger, but uh, Radiant Charizard actually has the most health here. Okay. Yeah, I mean Charizard is obviously hugely popular, but I don't think of it as a tanky Pokemon. So okay. Interesting there. All right, and my second question gets a little uh, trickier also for you, so see what, what, what you, how you handle this one. So which card, which Pokemon card, lets you draw the most cards? Okay. Galarian Articuno V, Rotom V, or Entei V? So going with the V Pokemon. Uh, let's see. So Galarian Articuno and Entei I think they both draw one. Wait, you said they're all the Glenar, the Kuna V, Ante V, Rotom V? Yes. Yep. Oh, what's Rotom V? Is Rotom V draw three and your turn ends? I think it's, you said most, draws the most cards? Draws right? the most, yes. Yeah, I think it's, it's Rotom V, right? Yep, you did. You got it. Uh, Rotom V draws three, turn ends. So good for a setup, but hopefully you don't have to use it after that, after turn one. Yeah, it's, it's, and that it's, that's like essentially the same as Zashian as well, right? Uh, yes. Yep, the same as that, and uh, I think there might be some others too, but yeah. Yeah, okay. So that, that wasn't too bad. I, I haven't played Rotom. Rotom's more of your deck, but right. uh, yeah. But I figured uh, okay. you, 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 you're aware of it, though. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but now moving on to the last question. Mm -hmm. These are also three Pokemon V. Uh, okay. Which of these, though, has the lowest retreat cost? Mm. And um, the first one is Morpico V. The second one is Aranguru V. The third one is Omastar V. <sighs> Ooh, wow. Okay, so not Pokemon V Pokemon I played a lot with, 
and retreat cost is not something I pay. It gets a lot of oh, attention. Oh, sorry. Let me make one uh, clarification. Yes. Or Pico V from from uh, Sword and Shield or Shining Fates. They're the same one. There's um, okay. There's the there's... lightning one, not the dark one. Okay. Um. So, I will. The one was the Omastar V, correct? Yes. So I'm gonna go with Omastar V. I'm not really not sure though. Uh, yeah, you actually got that one right. It is it is Omastar V. More uh, Pico V and Rancor V both have a retreat cost of two. Omastar has a retreat cost of one. Okay. All right. Good. Good. Glad I got. I I I I was leading. I certainly lent that way and worked out good. All right. And and so I have a uh, a bit of a a strange question for you. But here, which uh, uh, attack? Which um, which of these attacks has the most different Pokemon cards with that attack on it? Okay. Yeah. Obviously, not counting alternate arts and stuff. But so the the first one is Mad Party. So therefore, that gives you a yep. quite, you get a sense of where it's going. The second is yeah. Let's all roll out. And the uh -huh. th third one is Triple Draw. Triple Draw. Um, yes. Oh, I don't really know how many Pokemon have triple draw. Uh, so let's see. Med Party, there, there's four. Um, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, there's four. Mm -hmm. um, uh, let's see. Let's all roll out. I think there's like five or something. There's, I think, Wulu, Togunomaru, uh, Jigglypuff, Azumarill, and I think there's another one. Um, but I don't remember what it is, but I think there's five. Um, oh, triple draw? I have no idea what has triple draw. <laughs> I know it, it, it's one I, I wasn't really aware of, but drawing three is pretty decent though too. So it's yes, yeah, bad. I'll, I'll go. I'll go. Let's all roll out. I, I don't know. Okay, so it is let's all roll out. You got that one let's correct. It, there, there's actually six of them. Oh, oh uh, there's the the Blissey. I, I forgot about right, Blissey. The, the Blissey, the late yeah, right. Mad Part, was the party. There's four. So so Marill, Jigglypuff. Sandshrew. Yeah. Oh, Sandshrew. And then some Meryl. Yeah. Yep. So you get six there. And then there's four with triple draw. Um, a Honchgrow, stage ones. Hisuian Electrode, stage one. You have a Whimsicott, stage one. And you have Va Vaporeon V, which has it also. Okay. Oh, yeah. I remember Vaporeon V and then Hisuian Electrode. I've, I've seen both those actually... Play. Obviously, Vaporeon for the V Star, mm -hmm. but then I have actually seen uh, Elect assuming Electrode V Star played. So, right. yeah, I'm, I'm glad I got that one right. <laughs> I yeah, that one was a bit of a, a you know throwing one at, at you there. So, all right, yeah. So let's go. I, I won. I won this round. You won again. Yep. So you got you got all three right. So I'll have to ratchet it up and make it tougher next next time. So oh no, okay. So so that racks up that. So the next segment we're looking at a card or which which may lead to a deck and this one certainly does and the card we're doing is rapid strike malamar um something most people are familiar with a card i've enjoyed playing quite a bit a card that you really have uh, i think disliked yeah. over time um yeah. and so there, there's a you know the, the pokemon itself evolves from inke uh, Malamar is a rapid strike card, as said. It's got 120 HP. It does f uh, 40 damage per rapid strike card in your hand that you reveal, and they all get shuffled in, and that the cost of that is just one psychic energy. So ability to do big damage on a single prize uh, for one energy 
you know, it, it's very appealing in that sense. So it, it can knock, get to knocking out Vs, I think, pretty, pretty easily. Uh, v maxes are tough, and V stars, I think, make, have, have hurt the deck, too. Yeah, so as you as you said, I don't like this. Um, I'm not sure exactly why, but I found it. I found the deck to be very linear and boring, pretty much. Uh, in any Rapid Strike Malamar deck, the only attackers Rapid Strike Malamar. I've yep. uh, you can occasionally see. Uh, I think the only other tech option is an attacker is Basimian, which is pretty bad. Um, but <laughs> yep. the Rapid Strike Malamar, it's it's pretty boring. You just want to draw as much as you can every turn. Really, there's. Not too many questions about that. Uh, you the sequencing's relatively straightforward if you play if you played the deck some. I'm not super good great with the sequencing, but I have not played the deck like almost at all. So yeah, I don't I don't enjoy it. I feel like it's it's kind of it's just not it's not a fun deck for me, and it, it doesn't do anything particularly interesting. I mean, I think that the sequencing. Uh, is it is about the sequencing because when I've played it, I, I often play zero gust. Then some people may put in a boss or a Pokemon catcher, but I, I think for deck space, uh, it's not great to have your supporter. You you want you need a supporter to draw cards because you're trying to get a lot of cards in hand. So you're using your Bruno or Cynthia's ambition or Karina's focus to draw cards. So boss d does it, usually you don't want to play a boss in the deck. Um, but how to get, you know, it's about getting to the number of damage you need to knock out the opponent's active. You have to have at least an inkai on the bench, because otherwise you're, you assume you're getting knocked out, and if you can't attack a turn, you're in trouble. And then you want to give yourself the best position for the next turn also. So that's, the, it's a, you know, it's a little puzzle, fairly simple, but it's a number of decisions. What supporter you have and where, when you sequence the supporter is probably the biggest decision you're making on a lot of turns um and, yeah you know and I, <laughs> go ahead you, you don't it doesn't sound like the other part is deck building is is big on this as many things and, and the basic deck choice decision from the beginning was chinchino engine versus intellion engine i think the chinchino engine was kind of the, the the initial one that saw play and i still like that engine um, because you don't start as well. The Italian engine really had the most success. I think it it, it, it made top cut at a uh, it, at a regional event. I think, I think, so um, so it had success, which you probably don't like to see a deck like that get success, but it did. And because uh, with with the Italian, you well the Italian cards, a lot of those are rapid strike cards, which help your damage, and you can search for the cards you need, so you can get the big damage early easier with Inteleon. But with Chinchino, you set up your bench with the Chinchinos, you get the cards you don't want discarded, so your deck really gets concentrated with Rapid Strike cards in, in, in the later turns, and you can do big damage late, which is what I think the deck likes to do to me when it works. You can just do big, big damage even often late in the game by turn three or four. I can knock out, might be able to one-shot a VMAX a v Pokemon. And that's, you know, and when you, if you can do that with a single prize or knock out a VMAX, you're in great shape. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I do like decks that build up to big damage, um, but not this deck. I like, I like if I want to, if I'm one-shotting a big VMAX, V-Star, whatever, with a single prize, I usually want to do it on a basic. That's why I like <laughs> stuff like Baby Lysephalon more, yeah. as well as stuff like... Um, some of the amazing rares we mentioned earlier, like um, like Yvotl as yeah. well as Rayquaza. Um, and then also, I just, I don't know, I feel like 
it's not, it's kind of awkward to set up. You're doing these big pushes to do big damage output, but then you're also falling. You're, you need to like set up your bench or else mm -hmm. you're just going to get completely messed up. And I feel like, honestly, it's it's a worse version of Lunatone and Solrock. <laughs> well, I mean, this was obviously around before that, and maybe Lunatone and yeah. Solrock, which I love that deck also and, and play that too much. And I, I that is probably better. You, you're correct. It sets up simpler. To play this deck, it takes patience. You sometimes you need to be willing to not do anything on a turn. Just set up. They take a turn with set up and don't worry about attacking sometimes because that can put you in the best game position. So you need to have a bit of a patient mindset. I think you need to work with the cards you have, right? Because especially you attack, you're 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 shuff, You're putting most of your hand back into your deck, so you don't have a lot of pieces. Um, now, if you can't get your Enchinchinos or or your your Intellian pieces onto the board early enough, then then you're in a lot of trouble because then you just have nothing and you're just top decking, and you need a lot of pieces every turn. You you usually have to evolve a Malamar, attach an energy and such, but you also do have Octillery, which doesn't you know it gets used in this deck basically in like Rapid Strike Urshifu and not much else. And Octillery is a very powerful card, right? Search for any Rapid Strike card you want, and you can using Rapid Strike energy here. You have the supporters, your Pokemon. So it, it's useful. You, you play scoop up net too, so you have that option of scooping up the Actillery to get an extra 80 damage with the Remoraid and the Actillery. And so you have those decisions as you, as, as you work through the game. Yeah, I think that that's fair. I think I think it's time to talk about deck building, as you mentioned yeah. a bit earlier. But obviously, you, you need Malamar, and then you need um, you need Actillery, right? That's, those are the two lines that go in every... Rapid Strike deck, in addition to probably Spiral Energy, mm -hmm. Karina's Focus, and that's about right. where the list is set. And, and, and Psychic Energy, you should, you should place two yeah. Psychic, basic Psychic Energy. Yeah, and but then from from there it like diverged a lot, right? It does. I, I think uh, Scoop Up Nets probably in pretty much every build, the counts would, would vary. Um if you're playing the Intellian engine, you, you probably want force nets because you have to keep scooping up your Drizziles to reuse them the next turn, plus the like your basic, your Sobbles, your, are the Rapid Strike Sobble, and you may play the Rapid Strike Intellian also to have some options with that. Um, obviously, you know, you could play Manaphy's. De like, deck number of counts of things are critical as always. Like, do you play two Remoraids or three Remoraids? Those are big, you know, do you play, like, Mancino build, do you play a 3-3, three, three, like a 3-3 three, three Chinchino line? Do you want to try to get a 4-3, or do you want to try and be really tight with a 3-2 line for extra space? It's those decisions which really, you know, make the deck work work or not work. And, and I played with it enough to kind of get that sense. Yeah, and, and your preferred build, why, why do you think Chinchino is better than Antalya? Well, it's something I've told you at times. I don't think I've said it here on the podcast. I, I think often winning and losing games comes down to making the least mistakes. I know I make mistakes. You've probably made at least one mistake in all the games yeah, you've played. Time to time, I may, like, I'd say every, like, few months I'll make a mistake. The, yeah, you're the, you know, that the exception that almost never makes mistakes. But even top players at tournaments at events over a weekend, they, they make multiple mistakes. There's not, I don't, there's not, there's very few games without a mistake. There's obviously decisions that could go either way, but, but often mistakes get made. So 
less mistakes is uh, is more wins. Less decisions means less mistakes, and Chinchino is less decisions. You're, you're, you're like with Chinchino, it's just do I make do before the supporter or after the supporter? That that's often the big decision you're making. I gotta say, and I know that's you don't like that. You you want more decisions and more complexity, and that can be fun too. But it leads to less consistency, I think. More decisions. So yeah, I I guess um, obviously. I, I like the Intellion build more. Mm-hmm. The, uh, there are really two. There's a third one I'm going to talk about that yeah. I actually think might be better than those. Um, but Intellion, uh, one, you're the Sobble and the one Intellion, which you may or may not play the Chilling Rain Intellion. Um, right. They're both rapid strike cards, which is good, right? You want to mm-hmm. be playing lots of rapid strike cards. You, when I played Malamar Chinchino, I like Malamar, and then I like draw all these, or I Chinchino and Karina's Focus and Bruno and all that and draw a bunch of cards. And then I look at my hand, and I've got all these chinchinos and minchinos in my hand that can't do damage and aren't helping me. Um, and then I and then I lose. Um, and I don't I don't like that feeling. Mm-hmm. I feel like also uh, sometimes losing the resources is kind of like it feels kind of bad to lose some of the resources in your deck uh, when you're a single prize deck that's relying on needing so much stuff, notably mm-hmm. all the energies and Pokemon to to attack with. And then also uh, I I think it just it doesn't do. It doesn't allow for a really massive power push uh, on the later turns, unlike or in the earlier turns as well. Unlike the Italian engine with the Drizzles, which allow you to do big power pushes and also um, big consistency increases, where you can go ahead and stretch out things like. Um, well, I was gonna say, battle VIP pass. You can't stretch that out with Drizzle though, uh, or at least not not, on, turn, not one. on turn one when you need it. Yeah. Yeah, but you can stretch out. Um, anything really and even with like fog crystal you can search out your energies and your of course your pokemon with ball search mm-hmm. and then your supporters which are really important and so they're like artillery um i and you can use multiple per turn so they give you that boost and overall they like since you know you can draw into all these cards and still not see what you need but with drizzle and talion you're essentially guaranteed to get what you need and then also uh, I think they soon they obviously synergize better with scoop up net, which I really like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you get the nice buff of being able to play Irida now, which uh, provides a lot of value in Italian decks where you're not looking to play another supporter. And so obviously in, in Malamar you kind of want to play another supporter, something like Cynthia's Ambition, Bruno, mm-hmm. Karina's. But uh, I think I think Italian Edge opens up to more options, and I think it uh, opens up to more more powerful turns especially in the early game which is the most important part of the game yeah look Italian gets going faster i, I mean i think that's for sure uh the, the, what i don't like about it though is the strength of the deck actually diminishes as the game goes on because like the nets you said are so important but you can't never recover those so eventually if you can't scoop up your drizzle you're losing engine you're losing draw so i, I think it's a deck that starts strong and weakens whereas chinchino's it, it builds over time, and I, I just I like that that feeling better. It's a single prize deck. I can fall behind in things. I'm okay with that, and I like having the comeback ability. So that's part of it. And that Chino build is you, takes less pieces, right? You you need less Pokemon. You don't need the nets also as many nets necessarily. So you have room for more more of a trainer mix, which I like that with the deck too. I mean, honestly, with Chinchinos, I look at my list. I play like Great Ball in that. So which again is another. 
very random card that you don't like, but it actually, you don't want, you can't play, to me, I don't want to put in a quick ball or anything that discards because I don't want to do that. So great ball actually works within the deck and you're usually getting a good piece. Um, and the other other thing with the with this deck is you're recovering pieces and what you recover and when with rod and with rescue carry is a big part piece of the deck too. So so that's a very important strategic element as the game goes on. When do you use your rescue carrier in, in, to get what pieces? It, you know th those decisions get you the extra damage or get you set up for the next turn, which is important. So yeah, that that's fair. Um, I think. I think it's time that I share my my yeah. story with Malamar. I obviously don't like Malamar, and I haven't played it that much. Mm -hmm. So when I do play it, I usually net deck, as is very common when you aren't as experienced with the deck yep. um, and just want to try it out for the first time. So I went over to Limitless, or played out Limitless, looked to the top deck, which is really, really like, that's where you go for your list too, right? Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's a good thing to do. <laughs> Nothing to be ashamed of. Um, yeah, and if you want to like improve... And like, see some ideas. Usually, there's nothing too crazy there, yep. but there's just like, if you want like a solid list, just go to play that list. And there are a ton. There are like thousands of thousands of lists. So I, I went to the highest, the the top list. I clicked on Malamar, Repstrike mm -hmm. Malamar. Looked at the highest list, and this must have been. This was probably when Palkia just came out, so it was like Astral Radiance. Okay. And so I looked at the top list, and I was like, obviously, there are some new cards added. And so I looked, and it was a Chinchino list. So I was like, okay, I guess I'll, I'll try this. Um, but then it also had Irida. So that's an interesting inclusion. <laughs> it's just a water Pokemon, but it didn't have the Inteleon engine. Uh, so I took the list, and it didn't do too well because Irida is pretty bad without Inteleon. And so you'd like Chinchino, and then you'd draw into your Iridas, and yeah. you'd just kind of lose. So, yeah, I don't... And that was like the best Malamar deck there was. So, yeah, I... I I've never had a good experience in Malamar. Yeah, I mean, it. Yeah, I mean, there's obviously randomness with the deck, so you have to play it enough to get past the randomness. Um, and different decks do cert suit different styles, so I, I found it to be enjoyable. Um, it's, I, I think, in some sense, it, it's a cheeky deck. It, it, it's a very, um, you know, it's a single prizer stage one, as you said, it's not ideal, but potentially you do get those turns now and then with with big damage. And for me, those occasional turns with big damage, I are I get a lot of enjoyment from those, you know. So maybe that just it lifts my enjoyment level beyond probably with the performance of the deck. Um, yeah, it's I, like you, you're you're ten games and you're like, yes, I got to win. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the deck wins okay. But it was funny because we were, t you know, preparing for this discussion. I went on to Limitless and took a look at the current lists. And, and there's n it's not played a lot, unsurprisingly, it, it, on online tournaments in, in, in crowns in, in the new format. But uh, th it's played a few times. There's four decks that actually have a winning one more than their loss in the tournament. So each one of those, I think, only won one game more than their loss. So it's not overpowering. But the lists were almost the same as the old list. They had a two Inteleon builds, two Chinchino builds. But almost the decks had almost not developed at all. It's like time stood still for them from like six months ago. Yeah, but uh, as I said, I think there's a new build of Malmar that yeah. actually is is pretty good. I haven't actually tried this out, uh, but it's with the new Curlia, which came out in uh, when did that come out? Did that come out in Silver Tempest? Yeah. So the Curlia, which is the same as Chinchino, except it's a well, it does have a bit less health and a debatably a worse, well, definitely a worse attack. But you can, um, 
you can go ahead and search out the basic Ralts with mm -hmm. your copies of um, Fog Crystal, which is uh, usually included in Malamar. And so I think that's like a nice buff to it. Yep. And you can also use the the uh, the Glade from uh, what's it? I think it's Astral Radiance that allows you to search for a supporter every turn, which isn't bad. You could even use the Gardevoir, which allows you to uh, to draw cards without needing to discard, which is better, obviously. So, what what do you think of that? I think that's an interesting idea. Um, I, I think I might want to try it because, as, as you mentioned, um, Fog Crystal is a, a, a very important card for it and a very useful card, a very powerful card. Um, so trying to build and take advantage of that with it, um, I think I, I want to give that a try. Do you think it, it would be better than the other builds? Um, I got, you know, I'm not sure what the deck, what the count will be. And if it, the more... The, the, I see that the difficulty is what count am I going to use? Because I, I compares the Chinchino build, which is like a three-three Chinchino. So now I'm probably want more than six within this line, I would think. So then, how, it's what am I cutting, and how does that work out? That that's, you know, I'm not sure. That it'll be. It's an interesting question. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything else? Honestly, I, I think that's all I have for Malmar. Um, do you have anything else? Uh, no, I mean, I think Malamar fits under the reasonably effective banner pretty well. It 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 certainly had its uh, day in the sun. It, it could win. It could even get lucky at a at a, a major IRL event and, and, and do decently. But it's just, you know, it's an okay deck that if you enjoy, play it. And if you don't, you know, you have got a lot, got a lot of other options there. Yeah, I guess one other thing. I mentioned this earlier, but there was, I said, the Pasimian. Uh, do you know the, that Pasimian? Yeah, the Rapid Strike one that um, boosts... It, it, it can do place 20 damage counters, if I remember. Well, 20 does 20 damage. It does 20 um, damage to any Pokemon. Is that correct? Yeah, and then it, if its ability, right? It, bo it boosts uh, damage, boosts damage. To, the, to the bench, and it's a Rapid bench, Strike uh, card. Yeah, benched full box, I think. So yes. um, essentially you could stick one of your... Uh, what are they? Spiral energies on right. it, and then you can be hitting for um, a fifty snipe instead of playing boss's orders. You had the sniping capability, but do you think that's like ever worth it or not really? I have tried it, I think, at times, but I've taken it out. Um, the biggest value it has, it's a rapid strike card, and you you just uh, you just toss it back into the deck when you attack. Um, it does give the option of knocking something out if you come up short and they retreat to the bench, but I. My experience with it is it, it it didn't actually work often enough to make it worth the deck space. Yeah, I agree with that. And then, like, I, I do think you should probably run boss orders, or at at the very least, you probably need to run escape rope because Malmar has a bigger mm -hmm. G cost and stuff and kind of go wrong there. But um, yeah, like, do, you don't do you, you don't run boss? Uh, do you run rope? I we're current. I in my Chinchino build, I don't have any switch other than oh, I have uh, the stadium. Yeah, Tower of Waters. In that one, I run. I think I run three in that yeah. one. So I run more in the Intellion build, which only has one Tower of Waters. I run Rope in that, which yeah. switches. And you me. run that. You run that in, in those as well. Yeah, and and obviously, is since it it the Intellion, the Drizzles can pull that out when needed. So it makes a lot more sense. It's definitely included in the Intellion engine, I think. Yeah. Okay. So um, I think that's it for yep. for Malamar, and I'm I'm glad to be done with that. Now to move on to. Uh, in my opinion, some better design cards. 
the tag team GXs that I've, I've rotated a little um, some months ago, but uh, still a fond place in my heart, and I think in yours as well. Yeah, I mean, when we both started when they were out, kind of right before uh, Sword and Shield came. Well, kind of late Sun and Moon is when we both kind of started playing in that first. No, we started when Sword and Shield was out. Okay. Or you guys started more seriously. More seriously. We started a little, I think, a little bit before and then got serious that first year with Sword and Shield. But obviously, the tag teams were a big part of things still. Yeah. So um, I guess we'll start with the, at the very beginning with the first tag team, uh, GX, and the reveal of the mechanic with Pikachu and Zekrom, which is probably, it's not too badly designed. But when people saw it, they were like, wow, this is absurdly overpowered. I remember uh, PCG Radio. I'm making a video on this, which is actually pretty funny. Um, covering this card as it got revealed at Worlds, it was like a big thing. Mm. Um, saying, and if you don't know him, he's like a news Pokemon TCG channel. Um, but he was saying, this card's so good. This is like the kind of card that your friend makes a, a custom card and shows it to you, and you're like, um, this is really cool, but it can't ever be in the game because it's too overpowered. And he said, that's what this looked like. So, um, what it does, its first attack, it, its attacks are somewhat expensive, but there are a number of options to allow you to help pay it. it. Its first attack accelerated lightning energy and hit a solid damage output. 150 for 3 also had a massive 240 HP, which now I'm looking <laughs> at, and it doesn't seem that massive. Um, but right, then right. also, its uh, GX attack did 200 for 3, uh, very big, and then, or big back then. And then yeah. uh, if this Pokemon has 3 extra energy, so 6 energy, it does... 200 plus 170 snipe to one of your opponent's bench, which isn't that hard to pay off if you've used your first attack. Right. Yeah. Wait, what was that Pokemon again? That was... Uh, Zekaram, Pikachu and Zekaram. Zekaram, Pikaram. Right, which stayed as a, a good, you know, a quality card for a while. Right? Pikaram. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was probably good till it, till it rotated. Which is surprising, especially because it's... Uh, you know, 240 HP, which, as you said, was considered big at the time, but by the time it was getting near the end, 240 HP for three was was ridiculously low in HP. You yeah, know? it's like, it's 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 100 HP less than Eternatus, which is also three prizes, so that's just crazy. Right, and it's just barely more than, uh, like, Zacian and Zamazenta, you know, but giving up an yeah. extra prize, so it made it, but, but, but it was still successful. Um, now, I never actually played Pikaram, because I just, from my standpoint, it was too expensive to get. But I, but you played it some, right? Uh, I played it a little. I, I certainly, I got it. Um, so I've never been a big fan of this card, not in the way it's designed. I think its design's pretty solid. Um, but I've, I never looked at it as particularly strong. In fact, I, I believe I've said on numerous <laughs> occasions to you, uh, it auto loses every matchup. So right. while it was um, going which, on to win event after event at the same time. He, yes, yes. So. Um, as I said, its stats looked low, but at the time, as I said, they're they're big. They were bigger than the stage two GXs, which is just crazy. Like mm. they required so much work, and then Pikaram just is better than Thumb as a basic. Sure, yeah. giving up one more prize is bad, but for being a stronger than a stage two, that's very good. Um, but it, it, when you look at some later ones, it trades badly and then prizes and then with the v's and v maxes it, it trades pretty badly its damage output isn't that high uh and it, it was a bit uh, weird of a deck it revolved around specifically we we both played 
uh, with tag team being the the oldest set in the format. So yep. this was uh, after that rotation. Uh, so this was when stuff like Thunder Mountain and Electro Power and Volkner, Volkner wasn't that good, but when those types of cards had rotated, mm -hmm. so Pikaram just wasn't able to hit as high of a value. Um, with, with, with Electro Power, Thunder Mountain, Pikaram looked really strong, but um, without them, it, it just seemed a bit to come up a bit short. Um, it really came down to a number of control aspects, including yeah. uh, what is not my favorite card, Crushing Hammer, was a very important part of this deck. Yeah, and that, and I think uh, Reset Stamp, too, right? If I recall, it was one of those decks that would try to get, you'd have to take in five prizes and then have to finish off a Pika-Rom, so essentially draw out eight prizes, uh, but they could reset you stamped down to one card in hand, so it, it gave a good comeback mechanic. Yeah, Reset Stamp was played in that deck. A lot of uh, Marnies were played in that deck. Mm -hmm. One of the world's, I think a world's winning deck, was Pikaram Judge, which is like Pikaram with Judge to Disrupt. Um, so it's always been focused around Disruption because it actually have, hasn't been able to stand up to quite the power level. Uh, there are a few other... Obviously, this is the first one we're talking about, so it's it's like very... Uh, it's hard to judge in a vacuum. There are a number of other uh, notably Raichu and Alolan Raichu. I guess we can talk about that now. That came out in uh, Unified Minds, I believe. So two sets later, uh, nice buff. Well, do, do you want to talk about Gengar and Mimikyu? If you um, I think we'll we'll talk about this. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about... Okay. Realistically, Raichu and Alolan Raichu only stands alongside the Pikaram. Uh, it came out in two later sets, but okay. um, it was... It, it, it helped with the disruption aspect of Pikaram as well as... Uh, Bolt on V was a very important part of that being your engine, and that was one of the few decks that had an... Well, okay, it wasn't one of the few decks that had an, uh, a setup attack, but it was one of the few decks that had a setup attack that wasn't game-breaking, I'll say. So, yeah. Yeah, Raichu and Alolan Raichu. So, 260 HP, um, Tandem Shock, 80. If it swings into the active, another 80, and they're paralyzed. I mean... That's not big damage for three energy on such a on got a three prize Pokemon. Yeah, but 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 the paralysis is really big, and that's where the reset stamp crushing hammers. All of a sudden, you've like lost all your energy, all your cards, and you're paralyzed, and then that's how they how they'd win. Yeah. Um, yeah, but as you said, the the damage output's relatively low. It's GX attacks pretty bad as well. You wouldn't really use it too often. Um, you'd use it some because it it's okay. It's good damage output, I guess, but it's not yeah. that good. And then also Bolton V could get to big damage, but really Pikaram was the star of the show. Um, but yeah. it set the scene for some very powerful Pokemon. And as I said, they've only gotten more powerful from here. But uh, do you want to talk about Gengar Mimikyu? Yeah, I'll, I'll mention that. Um, but then, you know, you, you're you the one that played it more. Yeah. It, it's, it's a psychic Pokemon, um, and its GX attack probably is, is what I remember for Horror House. Um, for one energy, your opponent can't play any uh, cards from hand the next turn, so essentially your, your opponent can't do anything. It, it is, and if they're not already set up to, to hit into you, they're doing nothing, so you kind of get back-to-back to back turns to get things going. Um, you, for a second energy, then you could uh, each player draw till you have seven, but that wasn't necessarily something that you wanted to do. Um, and then the attack... Uh, was was okay, but it was often used in in other decks, right? 
Uh, yeah, so I played... Um, I, I, we'll, we'll get to that later, but uh, I guess I'll talk about one of the powerful pairings of this. A bit traumatic for some players, certainly myself included. Uh, the reason I think that I did not make <clears throat> top... Or, <clears throat> excuse me. Part of the reason I did not make top cut, I believe, of Players' Cup... Um, and I'll, I'll show you the other card. Gengar Mimikyu was very good. Mm -hmm. um, and then another, I'd say, arguably the most problematic tag team. And it uh, highlights one of the flaws of, of Pokemon's design, unfortunately. Um, Trevenant and Dustmore GX. Mm -hmm. So this one, more health, but for three Psychic, choose two random cards in your opponent's hand. Um, and then they shuffle them into the deck. But you also do 150 damage, so pretty solid damage output. Um, and then Amazing Disruption, um, that's an okay GX stack, but not that good. But, um, and then, really, you'd use, you'd use um, what's it called? You'd use Gengar Mimikyu to set up, yeah. and then Trivenant and Dustmore to just keep hitting into them. And then, they well, you'd Marnie, Trivenant and Dustmore, Marnie, Trivenant and Dustmore, so they'd have, like, almost no cards to work with every turn. Yeah. And essentially not be able to play the game at all. I uh, lost like, <laughs> one of my rounds in the the pog championship uh due to that because i i didn't wasn't able to play any cards pretty much all game um and also at the time of these coming out uh malamar the the other malamar the psychic one from mm -hmm. forbidden light accelerating energy allowed this to be set up uh better that was a, a solid deck i guess um and uh, another uh, iconically underwhelming malamar i guess not bad, but not living up to expectations. Yeah. Uh, and then this was just super annoying. Uh, but the big problem I highlight that I don't like about it uh, that persists is um, that it's a, a promo exclusive, so it's super expensive and mm. pretty unobtainable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, looking, yeah, it is a promo only, so it's very difficult to get. Um, I know you're not a fan of live. I, I think live will make access to cards like this easier, though, because it's just going to be based on rarity, so it's not supply-demand, so a card like this get becomes more obtainable, which, which is a plus. Yeah, have you played against this on the Expanded Ladder in live? I, I've avoided the Expanded Ladder in live, as, as I think we all should be it now. I mean, these cards, though, you know, it, it just made playing against these decks, was, to me, was always a very unpleasant experience, so... Yeah, they're 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 uh, as I said, traumatic of it for me. They're not not enjoyable and um, very obnoxious, very straightforward as well. One of the problems of the tag teams uh, that people said about tag teams and VMAXs, not just the three prizes, but also the fact that they're just super generic, not generic but boring, just hit 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 and then game. Yeah, I mean, obviously there are some exceptions to that. That, that we'll see, but um, but yeah, that that was true for a lot of things. With yeah, it. and all of them, all of them were just kind of. I was gonna say they're always just attacking, but that's kind of true of Pokemon as a whole. You're just you're attacking. It's an attacking <laughs> game, but um, yeah, they, a few people criticized them for being boring, and in some sense they were. But um, it, what's what's the next one? Do you want to talk about here? All right, looking through as I'm scrolling through the order, so um, I didn't quite. There are, there are a few here you play. There's there's Reshazard. Do you want to talk about yeah, that? Yeah, I'm looking through. That's the next one to, to to hit right chronologically. So Reshazard, obviously, Welder was a, a big thing um, at that point when like the early days of Sword and Shield. Welder was still around. Attach up to two energy from hand to a bench Pokemon. Draw three cards. A super powerful card. Well, to any Pokemon. To any Pokemon. I'm sorry. You're right. Basic <laughs> fire energy to any. Oh, that's right. It didn't have to be just the benched. 
yeah. right? So even better. And, um, you know, probably a, a bit of an overpowered card, which is why I don't think they're going to do that card again. But and a deck that Welder, of course, was very inconsistent, but this with Reshazard and maybe a few other pieces, you, you could just run over your opponents, especially if, if you went second and were able to set up you, with it. You would uh, you have the, the GX attack, double blaze for three energy. It does 200 damage. And so if you had the energy in, in, in the Welder turn one, you got your three energy, do 200 damage. At 270 HP, you're not getting knocked out. You attach an energy the next turn. Now you're doing th 230 for flare strike. Or if 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 they attack into you and the numbers work out right, you can even you can outrage, which is 30 plus 10 per damage counter. So but now you're doing 200 turn one, 230 turn two, and your opponent's just kind of crying because they they have no choice chance at that point. Uh, yeah, and in fact, um, and you, we neither of us really played during this time, but. Before Sword and Shield came out, mm -hmm. the rulings were slightly different. You could play a supporter turn one. Mm -hmm. So you'd welder turn one going first, welder turn two going first. And turn two, you're hitting um, going first. So essentially, your opponent, your opponent doesn't have a chance to evolve. They haven't had a chance to do much of anything. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you're hitting 300 damage, and your opponent's just like conceding. <laughs> so that wasn't actually that good. You wouldn't necessarily need to do 300 uh, before your opponents had a chance to do anything much of anything, but uh, yeah, it's amazingly powerful. Uh, you played in some toolbox decks as well, Welder Toolbox, right? Right, yeah, Welder, uh, you could maybe have Lycephalon as a single prize attacker, um, some other other options. Uh, Cramorant V hitting, uh, was, it was 160 to any Pokemon, right, for three energy, yep. could take advantage of Welder. So, um, yeah, it, it was nice, it lent itself some different boxes. Um, welder though was was always inconsistent, so it was you know when it worked it was great. Sometimes it just you wouldn't get the energies in hand to do the damage you need. Um, but you know at 270 HP, a very strong number there, and doing 200 230 damage, and you know it was huge. Um, the other pokey the other tag team you could pair it with. I'll mention is Charizard and Brakeson. That that's an okay one. Uh, you know, you might pair that in as as, as, the, as a second tag team sometimes. Yeah. Uh, one other thing to say about Reshazard, mm -hmm. this um, uh, embodies, in my eyes, uh, I'm not sure if I call this power creep, but the fact that it's better than Pikaram and why I said Pikaram mm -hmm. loses every matchup, uh, auto loses every matchup, Flare Strike, ascent, it doesn't quite one-shot Pikaram or stuff like Gengar Mimikyu, but with like, you just need 10 more, which you can key at in a number of ways. Um, the decks that played Reshazard certainly had many ways of doing that. Glaring Zigzagoon yep. was probably the most common way. Um, and then you could also do Vitality Band. But at that point, you're just like essentially one-shotting these three prize Pokemon, which is something people did not like at all because they're like, the game lasted three turns and I haven't like done anything and now I've lost. So uh, people understandably didn't like that. Uh, I personally, I, I like... I either like really slow decks or really fast decks. Mm -hmm. um, and when I say really slow, I mean like 100 turn games. <laughs> but fast, like, like I want to play like, if if the game goes longer than five turns or less than 50, uh, I'm not happy. Yeah, I mean, the nice things about this is it, it did lend itself to a tempo, to a toolbox, like the, you know, called kind of Tempo Zard, where we have a different bunch of different pieces you can do. So that's useful, interesting. And then the other other build to, to Reshazard, where you, it would typically use Jirachi to help draw and get you the, the pieces you need. You could you leave out Jirachi, then you make it a Greens deck, a Greens Exploration, where you search for two cards, correct, with Greens from your deck? 
as long uh, as trainers, two, two trainers. trainers, two any two trainers. Yeah, sorry. As long as you do have no Pokemon with abilities in play, so that was kind of the other way to play some of these fire cards. Yeah, and also fire type was realistically the undisputed like best type of mm -hmm. uh, this like year. I, there was um, Reshiram was the best fire Pokemon, uh, other than debatably the Blacephalon, maybe Blacephalon, but yep. in Volcanion. But I say this is better. Um, in addition to Welder and then Fire Crystal, uh, what was it? The Stadium Giant Hearth, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. yep. And so really, you just have this amazing package. We just like run through stuff, mostly Welder and Reshiram, but yep. um, yeah, Fire was absurdly good, and I think like the undisputed goat of that year in terms of power and then the worlds i think like the world's deck list that they showed three of the four deck lists were welter decks which is pretty absurd yeah had the best pokemon and the best trainers i think really it, it was lo it was loaded yeah but uh another another one i imagine you want to talk about is is luke metal right yeah that was a deck i i enjoyed playing uh yeah lucarian mel metal uh, 260 HP, not as big as Reshazard, but it had the full metal wall. It's GX attack, uh, which if you had two energy, which could be, I believe, of any type, uh, your your metal Pokemon take 30 less damage. That was just for one energy, but then with the second energy, which you usually wanted to take advantage of this, your opponent would discard all energy from their active Pokemon. So you're now taking 30 less damage and, you, and your opponent just lost all their energy. Because so, so you'd wait till they had the active Pokemon with the energy that you would set them back a couple turns with it. You're not taking damage. You had um, like metal goggles to reduce damage um, and, and such. So you, had, you had a number of pieces to make it happen. Um, so it, it was. It, this was a slow wall deck, and it, it worked well within that. And this, as a metal Pokemon, then when we were playing, Zacian and Zamazenta are out. So Zacian, a big attacker. Zamazenta, a little bit wally. And so we had these pieces uh, with metal saucer and stuff to, to make a deck work. And we had the uh, Lily's Poke Doll, right, which was an item, right. You when you played it, it went onto your bench, and if your opponent knocked and it went, knocked it out they took no prizes but also you could uh remove it from play right and go back in your deck so it gave free switching also if it was in your active so it, it was some nice pieces to work with yeah i think this is a deck i i, I didn't play as much as you but uh it was a very fun deck mm -hmm. a pretty slow one you could play yeah. it with the tag call engine as well right yeah I, I liked it for that the tag right tag call which searched for two uh tag team cards and then you had the tag team supporters that were pretty good but since you could get them with tag call you could choose which two cards you needed at at, at a given time and kind of get things set up pretty well get a stadium yeah. and, and, and such energies and such yeah so i'd say a pretty cool card uh, speaking of the tag call engine it didn't see too much play but actually at the very end of its life um so in terms of the tag team cards mm -hmm. uh, we're talking about this uh, the pokemon but the supporters, there is, well, okay, so there was, I believe, six of them, but technically seven. Um, so the big three, there was Guzman Hollow, which was good at search for mm -hmm. uh, support, Special Energy Stadium, sorry, uh, Special Energy Stadium Tool. Um, not anything amazing, but it was, it was good in some, some decks. Uh, then we also saw Cynthia Caitlin, uh, Caitlin, do you know which one it was? Uh, Cynthia and Caitlin, or, or yeah, or, or Sinlin for uh, short. Okay. Um, 
So that would allow you to draw some cards and then also recover support is pretty pretty solid, especially in a slower deck. Yep. Uh, not not the strongest, but not bad. Uh, and then we also saw Malo and Lana, a really nice healing and switching card, which is, quite frankly, amazing. Uh, that was great in Luke Metal, right? Right, Luke Metal being very tanky. Your opponents can't one-shot your healing off. They'd start to do damage. And then you'd, you'd, you'd use Malo and Lana and you'd heal off. 120 when, when you switched so it, it was just from you know again it, it worked it fit together pretty well as a set yeah and then there were um three other ones i think there were uh red and blue which were bad there were um yeah red and blue misty and lorelei yeah that I'm one not... was also bad um and then what was the uh, la- oh and then uh, yes the uh the uh classic um, which is the the controversial one, I should say. Um, Belobo and Bryson Man, a debatably yeah. very powerful milling card that got banned. So uh, it was one of the first cards banned in a long time. And it wasn't even like that good. I wouldn't say it was the best card in the format. Was it good? I don't know. Um, it allowed you some bench disruption. People, uh, I like someone of a conspiracy theory that it was banned. Well, it, it was banned around the time Eternus VMAX came out, right before that. And it hard counted Eternus VMAX, and people were like, Pokemon wants to make their big, expensive new card really good, so they're going to ban the counter to it. Um, was that true? Probably not, but um, it, it was banned. So, out of the six, which isn't a lot, two of them were hot trash, um, three of them were pretty solid, but situational, and one was banned. Mm-hmm. So, we got a replacement. Um, a few months, uh, maybe like a month before it rotated, which was kind of strange, meaning that we got this card for a very short period of time. Mm-hmm. But a replacement to Bulb and Bryson, man, we got Sabrina and Bryson, which was completely different. Um, yeah, not even was, related, which was strange. Yeah, and also a promo exclusive. It was just all, all around strange. But it was really crazy. I searched for like three Pokemon of different types and like two energies of different types, was it? Yeah, Something search like your deck for two basic energy cards was the first one, and then with these supporters, you always had an option. With this one, you could dis- you had to def- discard five cards, which was a heavy price to pay, and then you search for up to three Pokemon of different types. So, uh, you know, a strange thing. There's not many decks that are going to want to take advantage of that. Yeah, but the the one deck that did um, was this uh, Dark Box-style deck focused around, I guess, Greninja and Zorak GX which just wanted to flood the board with dark energy. Mm-hmm. Um, one notable thing is that um, obviously the po- the tag teams aren't in standard anymore, but they are very good in expanded because they're just some of the best cards we've ever seen. Very strong basics. Yeah. Um, Ingrid and Zorak is one of the best, right? So it's, it's um, an interesting one, not not too much to know, but I think it deserves a mention. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's yeah, it's it's a useful card. And I, it's one you played a little bit, right? Um, or not really. Yeah, I played... Okay, so everyone knows Lugia V-Star, I'm assuming, uh, where you use your V-Star power to set up your Lugias. So there was a similar... Da- so Green Engine's RxGX attack is somewhat similar, and it puts Dark Pokemon onto your bench. So you'd put... Instant War GX, the, the build I played, which was bad, by the way. I wouldn't really recommend <laughs> this. Um, but it certainly is, I'd say, a video deck when that's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, not horrible, kind of high rolly, but... You put two Incineroar GXs onto your bench that accelerate Dark Energy to themselves. And then, uh, because your attack is based off of Dark Energy attached to all your Pokemon, all of a sudden, you're just hitting, the next turn, you're hitting, like, 
Uh, I, oh, I got locked out, locked out of Pokemon as we've been talking to chat for a while. Yeah, but um, it, you'd be hitting like 120 extra damage the next turn, which is just absurd. Yeah, but overall, that was kind of bad. Yeah, I mean, you talked me into trying that deck, and as I recall, it, when you say somewhat high rolly, I think that's a gross under exaggeration. It was super high rolly, but when it worked, you just obliterated your opponent. So it was kind of fun for that. Like every fi- fifth game or something when it worked, it was fun. Type thing. Yeah, I think it involved uh, an energy switch clear and Moltres play at turn one. So yeah, <laughs> that was not amazing. Yeah, uh, but it it was it was fun. Um, but then I think there's another one from this set. There have been this set was very good. Probably one of my favorite sets of all time. Um, really, all the tag teams in here were pretty solid. But then uh, Gardevoir and Sylveon GX tag team GX. Uh, this saw play at before like that rotation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really the big last stand for fairy. Uh, the there weren't many fairy cards printed this year, but this one was the best. Uh, it suffered greatly when metal became really good with Zash and V, uh, which yeah. we'll talk about a bit more. As you said, Luke Metal though played that that was bad for Guardian, um, but it was a solid fairy deck and, and a green yeah. exploration deck as well. Yeah, it's not one I I I have played, but I know it was uh, certainly a uh, one of the few good fairy options that were around back then so yeah so now we got the the next set uh unified minds and, and we're taking a bit of a slow road but this is a nice i think uh it's a nice walkthrough of remembering the the history of back the tag teams the old which are days. Pretty yeah 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 uh, we're, we're we're pokemon boomers now so <laughs> even um, you are now too huh yes yes i am um but we i'm gonna look at this set which has there are a few this was not overall as influential, we see that Raichu and Lolan Raichu, which we mentioned earlier with Pikaram, it was a helper to that, which was solid. We also see Umbreon and Darkrai, and then with Mega Sableye and Tyranitar, which are a big part of... Well, Umbreon and Darkrai was a big part of that. Sabrina and Bryson, uh, Dark Box with all that like weird stuff in it. Um, and then we also see Giratina and Grunchomp, uh, a tech card sometimes played. Um, but Violet and Executor here was just mm-hmm. amazing as well okay and expanded is kind of overpowered and not fun because it's like it stops you from doing anything with the vile plumes but in standard you play it with rillaboom and you'd have a fun little deck uh did you ever play that or not no i i didn't really play that one so um yeah it it looked fun though uh where you do you know how that deck worked uh, no i really don't i gotta say <laughs> Okay, so Valent and Lonely Executor has, I think, in my opinion, a better take on Lugia V-Star's V-Star power because it actually encourages, um, one, some some versatility, but two, it's, um, it's, it's just more interesting. For a free attack, which is interesting, um, a searcher deck, pretty much you take a grass Pokemon mm-hmm. or a Pokemon on your bench, evolve it, that, that's grass, fully evolve it, um, but you search your deck for the stage one, stage two, yeah. put it onto that. And so you get Rillaboom, you accelerate to your Rallet and Little Executor or some other attackers with Rillaboom. Um, you played Delmize. You, you played Delmize. Did you ever put this in or not? Did you never like, have No, this I never Delmize? had this. And, and by the time I was playing Rillaboom I'd, and Delmize, I don't, I don't, this had rotated. Okay. Standard. Yeah, um, but this, this was solid. Also, it's, ta- it's GX attack. Wow, this was insane. Um, Tropical Arrow GX 300. Or, mm. 200 for three, pretty pretty common in most of these. Yeah. Um, but then if you have the extra three energy, again, very common. But um, your opponent shuffles all energy attached to all their Pokemon in, into their deck. So this was like 
Yeah. This was just a like a stronger version of Luke Metal's attack that was super disruptive, mm -hmm. uh, notably against Pikachu and Zekrom. That's why I say like Pikachu and Zekrom loses to everything. You use your GX, your attack with Pikachu and Zekrom, and they shuffle all your energy back into your deck, and then you lose. So, um, but yeah, it was it was pretty good, but uh, not too amazing. And also, as we said, Fire was so good. So Rowland and Zekrom are just yeah. drowning out there. Yeah, I mean, there were a number of games where it was kind of this game of standoff, a standoff of who would time to time the GX attacks, right? Because these GX attacks like this are so disruptive, right? You, you had to you had to time it just right, but your opponent knows what you're trying to do. So that was kind of to the extent the games were interesting. I think that was part of what made them interesting. Yeah, uh, and then also Slow Duck, Slowpoke, and Psyduck uh, was a, a funny. One of the funniest tag teams, uh, probably the funniest, kind of bad, not horrible. Yeah. Uh, and then we also see, um, we saw Espeon Deoxys. But um, this actually, would you believe it, won the world championship in 2019. But that is thanks to uh, the great, uh, in my opinion, one of the best cards of all time, and certainly one of the most fun cards of all time, a Mewtwo and Mew GX with no normal attacks. Yeah. It has a, a GX attack that does... Again, 200 for three. Then if you have an extra energy, you heal all damage from all your Pokemon. Is that good? Yeah, yeah it, it, it's not bad. Uh, would you use it, though? Probably no, not, because right? it, Yeah, it has the ability Perfection, um, which they have never gotten an ability name more right. This yeah. one allows you to copy any GXs or EXs from your bench or your discard pile. This means, notably, you can copy any stage 2 EX or stage 1 EX, you don't need to evolve it. Right. Uh, and then you can just copy. You need their energy, but it was so much fun. And you played this too, right? I did. Uh, I did played it a little bit, not as much as you did. And it is fun. Um, it, it's, you know, uh, having those options is great. And like you said, any of the evolving GXs, you just had to get it in the discard, and you were good to go with it. Um, you know, the, the, the current um, UV Max kind of is like this, except you have so many more options with the, the this GX that that you know it's just much was much more interesting to play. I think. Yeah, and in my opinion, we've seen a lot of them used with um, abilities that I had to copy attacks. This is, uh, I want to say this is the best designed. Uh, there's the really old Mew, which was super good. Mm -hmm. um, I have no idea how good it was. I think it was like blatantly overpowered, if I remember. And there's a newer one. That was a bit less overpowered, but um, I don't know. I think that was a lot. A lot of the older ones I don't really know too much about, and they're during the, in my opinion, the the dark age of Pokemon, where all the rulings <laughs> are weird, and uh, it yeah. was a much smaller game. Doesn't mean they were badly designed, but um, I, I generally focus on black and white on, and certainly this is an amazing rendition of uh, the the toolbox style deck. So you'd have yep. Mewtwo Mew. Uh, notably, one of the best ones is said Welder was super mm -hmm. dominant. That's what actually won the World Championships this year with Mewtwo and Mew. So you'd have Mewtwo and Mew. As I said, Espeon and Deoxys was in that deck, um, as well as Restoram and Charizard, as well as Heatran GX, as well as just so many different Pokemon mm -hmm. that were all really strong. You could play this in so many different builds. Uh, I've been talking about all these different Pokemon pretty much all these tag teams saw play in toolbox Mewtwo Mew decks because it was so good. There was a Pikachu and Zekrom Mewtwo Mew deck. There is uh, Grass Mewtwo Mew deck. There's yeah. the dark deck that I kept referring to was a Mewtwo Mew deck. Um, really, if you want to play something, if you want to just have fun, play a really cool deck, play Mewtwo Mew. It would be so strong. 
Um, it had a few weaknesses, notably its, its actual weakness, psychic type, mm -hmm. but that could be countered um, because you had Jirachi GX, and then also you had the other weakness of having the ability turned off, which is really bad for you because, as I said, you don't have any regular attacks, but then you but that can be turned off by either Path to the Peak or Power Plant. But yeah. overall, it was just so fun, and it could escape those counters. Uh, that was actually this is a Pokemon that works really nicely with counters. Yeah, I think it was a, a pretty good design deck card. Part of why I think it works is it takes the energy of the attack you're copying. So you had to have a focus with the deck of what by by energy type. Like, are you going to use fire with welder? Are you going to use grass? You, you couldn't. You can't just throw in all the different types because you probably would never weren't going to get the the energy cost you needed. Um. Yeah, that's kind of true. Uh, there are a few different builds. Uh, in expanded, well, I guess I'll talk about standard first. The mm -hmm. build I played was welder, and then you yeah. could put in Aurora energy. So you could, yeah. if you just had say psychic colorless, colorless, or f like water colorless, colorless, or whatever that you're copying, you could mm -hmm. pull this off. Uh, you had a number of stage twos in Cinderella GX, which I mentioned earlier being bad. It's not bad with its GX attack. If you're copying it with Mewtwo, you you'd be hitting like a thousand damage, <laughs> which is pretty crazy. Um, certainly better than Miraculous Duo, and then. Uh, Vileplume GX come in pretty good. There were some others that I don't really remember. But overall, it's insane. And then Expanded, you have access to EXs as well, which honestly, most of them aren't that good. But um, yeah. you also have access to more GXs. And then you have Electro GX, as well as some others related to it, where you can accelerate like all the special energy to it. Like Imagine if you had Mewtwo Mew uh, GX with Archaeops Lugia. That would be insane, because you could be doing anything, anytime. Yeah, it was it was a very good card, and um, probably part of what what makes the tag team something that one can think of fondly is is maybe a card like this. Yeah, this is definitely this is my favorite card ever. I think um, it, it's hard. It's not my favorite deck ever, but it encouraged creativity in a way that um, I think only one other tag team did, which we'll get to later. Although I'm sure many people will disagree <laughs> with me on that one, um, and then yeah. th but this one I think everyone everyone loved. Certainly, some people didn't like the overall philosophy of Mewtwo Mew, but even they, um, if they played Mewtwo Mew, some they it's it's fun to play, and definitely diverged from that idea that you're just doing the one attack over and over. It was so unique. Uh, you could play it. Everyone could personalize it, and it wasn't hard to personalize either. It was it was so fun. Yeah, it it was expensive though. So you know the whole econ, you know, getting the Mewtwo Mew GX was not an inexpensive, was not so easy in that in that regard though. Um, well, most of them were all the good ones were expensive, Ex right? So that that was the one difficulty. You just had to get the resources to get it, but then you you had a lot of options. So yeah, yeah. I th I think you and I both. Um, this was earlier when we were playing, so we had way less resources, no That's like true. less take hits, less knowledge of how to trade. Mm -hmm. So I think we struggled more to get it, but I think. I think stuff like um, pretty much like 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 Arceus, Lugia, Palkia, uh, they're all like, about as difficult to get. Yeah, I mean, once you've were, I think with PTCGO, you you've been playing for a year, you've got the resources and the knowledge to to access the decks and cards you're going to want to get, probably. But but first six months, things like this are just out out of reach. I think. Yeah, at least at least for the the set. Yeah, and unless you of course want to just fork over a lot of money, which. We don't want to a lot do. of people. Yeah, a lot of people do that. <laughs> Not us, though. Um, so I think it's time to talk about the last set. Then uh, there are only four years of or four sets of techniques. One year. Um, yeah. I guess we'll talk about 
Venusaur and Snivy, pretty underwhelming. Um, saw a niche play in some some weird stuff um, that, that isn't really worth mentioning. Um, Charizard Brayson we mentioned earlier as a yep. fire option. Blastoise and Piplup, just pretty bad. We see the water ones here just being very weak. Um, I think we skipped over another one. They're, they're all kind of like silly. This is the least silly, but also probably the worst. So and Lunala, again, this is so insanely powerful. Uh, it's kind of like Reshizard. It can literally become invincible. In fact, it makes all your Pokemon invincible. Yeah, still didn't see any play. So that's the extent of the power <laughs> level at this time. Um, yeah. But yeah, th that was pretty cool. Uh, the Baby Trio, uh, one of the iconically bad ones. Um, but with this Supreme Tough Puff GX attack, um, you take another turn. So, uh, in what what does this remind you of? Um, this is uh, the Jigglypuff from uh, Rapid Strike. What? Well, this is, you take another turn. What, wait, wait, what? What, what, what are you uh, saying? You, you're talking. What's that? Back to back turns here. I mean, jump yeah. off. Or you're talking uh, Dialga? No, that's, yeah, Dialga. Okay. Which, yeah. Whether it's, it's V-Star attack, let me take another turn. Yep. Except this says, one, it doesn't actually do any damage. So um, just taking another turn isn't particularly good, mm -hmm. especially with Fairy. Fairies was pretty bad. Um, and this card was pretty bad. But if this Pokemon has, has 16 Fairy energy, which is pretty <laughs> absurd. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> like, I'm going to say pretty absurd. This is like... That's that's actually absurd. I don't think I've ever seen anyone do this to me, uh, and I haven't didn't play this ever because it was bad. But your opponent yeah. shuffles all their bench Pokemon and all kinds of attach them into their deck, so you'd s destroy their whole bench, and then you would try to use Rolling Panic, which only does 120 damage. That's really bad. Yeah. Um. In addition to, but if you KO them, you just win. If you didn't KO them, you you probably just lose. And obviously this is absurd to set up, but there was this funny setup where you use the, uh, was it the hat? No, it wasn't the hat trio. It was the, the something girls. I don't remember. There's these like four cards yeah. that you do this like absurd combination. I think you played like you made this crazy combo where you played like nine supporters in one turn and you need to get lucky. Um, but it was it was yeah. pretty funny. Um, do you know what they're called? No, I don't. I mean, this is a card okay. that you you look at it, it's just made for uh, content creators to make that video of that one game and like 50 games where it works, and you say, here it is. Yeah, this one is, this one is funny. Uh, I, it's it's pretty pretty bad, but that, that's fine. Um, I, I, I will then... ask you a question, though, and I don't know if you know, but it says you skip the between-turn step, so does that mean you don't draw or anything like that? Uh, you draw. You do, okay. I'm pretty sure. Uh, what's, it, what's it say? Um, I think that's the between turn, which I believe was renamed. Does that mean you don't burn and poison? If yeah, they're, if I think it means you don't don't burn poison. Um, I don't. Uh, that, that's what's fine. that called? I think it's the. I don't remember what it's called, but there's there's a term for it. But yeah, I believe it skips that. Okay. That's um, fine. And yeah, and then we saw what people thought was going to be the end of Pikaram, Megalopony, and Jigglypuff, um, <laughs> which was not the end of them. And then we also saw uh, Nadalind, Guzzlord, moderately interesting. Another Pokemon that was really funny. It actually just, it's a GX attack that you just like take prize cards, which is pretty absurd. Um, and then we got the two uh, that I think are really, really noteworthy. Um, one of these, I'm sure uh, you, uh, a common fossil, have heard of, um, which is ADP. Uh, and then one of which yep. you have not heard of as much, Reshiram and Zekrom. 
Yes, both the Dragon Pokemon one being uh, the iconic one, which you played a lot, and I, I didn't play a lot. Yeah. Uh, but um, Veshraman, let's talk about Veshraman and Zekrom yeah. first. Um, what do you know about this card? Like, how much? What's your experience with this card? I my experience with this card is is, is basically zero. So as I look at it, I see fire and lightning, and I'm kind of looking through it. Basically, I d didn't don't didn't play it, and I honestly don't recall playing against it either. Yeah, and that would be correct. I think that's um, most players' experience, especially if you had didn't weren't around for the when this game car card came out, which I was not either. Yeah. But uh, looking back, this is quite possibly the biggest flop card ever. Well, I don't know if that's true, but looking at this attack here, it looks pretty solid. You see 270 HP, essentially no weakness as well, which right. is... Um, we'll right. get it was very, very weak, but there wasn't much fairy. Yeah. Um, and fairy was weak to metal as well, so that was pretty irrelevant. Mm -hmm. um, but it's an attack, Fabled Flare Bolts. And by the way, Rashom and Zekrom are two of my favorite Pokemon, so this looks mm -hmm. awesome. Um, discard up to three in any combination of basic fire and basic lightning from your bench Pokemon. Uh, this does 90 for each card discarded. So discard three, that's 270. Um, that's yep. amazing, right? No, no other attack teams really reach that. So that's amazing. Um, fire, lightning, attack. So if you want to do that, you need three on your bench, two on your active. That's clearly awkward. Boy, keep in mind that fire and lightning were the two like best types, right? Um, right. You yeah. have Welder, and at 270 HP, it's probably not getting knocked out, and it doesn't lose its energy. So you have if you can set it up, you can stream attacks with it too. Yeah, and you also have ta you have Tapu Koko Prism Star as well, right? Which is very oh, right. good. Yep, to, yep, to get some energy onto it, yes. Yeah, so people are like, this is insane, because it, like, notably Welder. Welder is just so good, and this yep. just capitalizes. It's not as absurd as Beeble Setflon where you need, like, 10 fire energy. Um, and then, which was doable, right? You, mm -hmm. you, you, you'd you hit those 10 energy turns, yeah, right? I, yeah, I, I loved it. I enjoyed Beeble Setflon. It was a lot of fun, and you could get those turns, which were fun. Yeah, but this was more doable than that, especially yep. with like a turn of setup. You could use all those things that you used to set Picaram or those things you set up uh, Welder decks. You yep. could combine them together or just use one or the other. You'd want to focus more on one. And then there's mm -hmm. also supporter card Ends Resolve, which was, um, oh, what did I think it discarded the top six cards of your deck and accelerated any energy there to your bench mm -hmm. dragon Pokemon? I think it wasn't. Did, can you pull it up? Or I can pull it up. What was it Ends, Re Ends Resolve in Cosmic Eclipse? Um, but it was it was a it didn't look great, but it didn't look horrible. Have find you found it? I have not. Cosmic Eclipse. You said. So. I'll find it. All right. Yeah. Sorry. Um. Uh, but this is obviously okay, end result. This, this, discard the top six of your deck. If any of those cards are basic energy, attach them to one of your benched dragon Pokemon. Yeah. So that's so. obviously not amazing, but you had synergies with like a rank rune stuff. Yeah. So uh, people were like, this is going to be insane. Uh, and also it's GX tech. And so this is where we saw some of the interesting tag team GXs all, attacks. All of them, right, they uh, they had energy cost, and then you'd pay more to, like, do more, right? Yes. Yep. Um, so this one did 170 to one of your opponent's Pokemon benched for Fire, Fire, Lightning, Lightning. Not crazy to power up by any means. And if you played Ends Resolve this turn, it does 170 Snipe to two bench, which is insane. <laughs> like, this was so good. It's guaranteed four prizes when everyone was running, like, Dedenne GX in every deck. It right. just, like, it just murders your opponent's side of the board. And it's so brutal. You can just, like, 
pretty much this deck looked like it could kill anything anytime, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Um, and people were hyping this up so much, and I'm hyping it up so much. Uh, and as you said, no one played it, or people, no one like no one played it. A few like a month after it came out, right. because it flopped so hard, it was so hyped. Um, it was hyped way more than any other card in the set. Probably way more hyped than any other card this year outside of maybe Pikram being the first tag team. Um, but it was probably hyped more than that. This card, people thought it was like it's gonna break the game. It it didn't it didn't break the game. <laughs> so. No, and and obviously the other card we're waiting on became the big card sh- shortly after this. Yeah, so so why don't why don't you intro it? Um, All right, because it, you have a different take, uh, maybe a different take. You know my take. So. Yeah, it's it's the very I think divisive card: ADP, Arceus, Dalga, and Palkia GX, the tag team with the altered creation attack. Um, right, as as you should be familiar with, either from playing with it or playing against it. For the rest of the game, your Pokemon's attack do 30 more damage. That's if one energy, but if it has a an, an additional water energy, then your opponent's when your opponent's active Pokemon is knocked out from damage, you take one extra prize card. So you get this set up, and you would often just run over your opponent. Um, I, I was, as we had said, was a Luke Metal player, so there's kind of this interesting little battle between the two, if it would go that way. But, you know, I think this card with the GX Tech made single prizers almost unplayable for a long time because a single prizer works because you're not doing as much, but you have time. Now, with this, three single prize cards being knocked out, you lose the game. So that makes single prizers really in a tough spot. Yeah, I think this card is, and, and it's mostly because of Alter Creation, yeah. it's regarded as one of the best cards ever, if not the best card ever, at mm-hmm. least Pokemon. Um, it's a bit sub- subjective, or it's, it's very subjective, but it certainly stands up there. Yeah. Um, being able to just take extra prizes it, uh, is insane. This is like one of those attacks that it like you look at, and then you like look at it again, and you're like, what? What is this? This is this is absurd. Um, yeah. Honestly, people didn't think this card was going to be that good. Uh, I, I looked at a set review. Someone was like, you know, so we're, we're looking at this new set here. This insane uh, Zekrom, but then there's this, like, kind of other one, uh, ADP, which doesn't look <laughs> as good. But, um, yeah, this was this was obviously very, very good. It wasn't necessarily the best deck in the game. It was very close to that for pretty much the whole time it was out, though. Yeah. Next to Pikachu and Zekrom, and it was... Paired with uh, Zacian V, right? Um, another yeah. I mean, for when this came this out, Zacian didn't exist, so that was one of the factors why it wasn't as good. Once Zacian came out, which was in the very next set expansion, it, it just b- b- boosted this up so much. Yeah, um, but at at the same time, it, it didn't need Zacian. Uh, Zacian was nice; it helped mm-hmm. with certain matchups. Yeah. But you had, I'd say, the best partner would be Keldeo GX, which was also an insanely good card. It's like uh, kind of mill tank in the sense that it, wall- it walled off GXs, mm-hmm. which was obviously very good, and I think EXs. Um, and then it also had so- some like solid attacks and just really good partner. Mm-hmm. And then you could also do the. Actually, never mind. But as I was gonna say, you can do like the because with with uh, Zacian, you try to do Metal Saucer Energy Switch to right. attack with this turn one. Um, yeah. Every player is 
scariest thought. I mean, you're right. You'd be on the ladder. You go as ADP. They would go second. Now, the nice thing is there are people that wanted to go first and second, which was nice. But honestly, you're against ADP. Your opponent pulls off all to creation turn one. You know, the temptation to hit the concede button certainly was pretty strong because you were in a really tough spot at that point. Uh, yeah, honestly, if they went first, it was also bad because they'd be guaranteed as soon as we AD, uh, Ultra Creation turn two. Right. And that that's good. They've sent, they've, they haven't won. But they're in a very favorable position. Now you need to, pretty much after they Ultra Creation, you need to KO ADP. And mm-hmm. this is where the essentially no weakness issue comes into play massively. Now, right, right now, Dragon Pokemon actually don't have weakness, but is it, as I said, fairies were bad. Um, they weren't being printed pretty much, so they were pretty bad. And then the 280 HP, very hard to KO. Um, and if they miss the KO, then they could use Ultimate Ray, which we were talking about how mm-hmm. Pikachu and Zekrom broke the game, kind of. Um, it was very, very good. And pretty much one of the best decks in format since it came out. ADP just has Pekrom's attack arguably better. Which which would you say is better? Uh, what, between Pekrom and ADP? With, with their their first attack, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I certainly think Ultimate Ray is... I'm more, more afraid of that as an opponent, i got to say. Because 150 in the Excel, I just think that one's, that one's tougher, but... I'm, I'm yeah, I mean, sure. they, they, they do pretty much the same thing, but... Um, With Alter Creation, then, you know, it's a lot... It's tough. It puts you in a tough spot. But. Yeah, like, but I'm, I'm saying without Alter Creation, they're, like, the same attack. Yeah. But that's Pikaram's, like, big thing. This is just a, an afterthought of ADP. Right. That's, it's, like, oh, and and you're taking extra prizes. You do more damage. And, oh, you, you got a KO. You mm-hmm. KO'd their Dedene GX, which, like, every deck played. Right. Um. On and you KO that like turn two or three, for half your prizes, and then you just KO to support Pokemon for half their prizes, and you just set up any Pokemon in the game you want, because you can just excite three basic energy. So they're probably Zashi and V, and now your opponent's looking at you, and then they concede because they lost, and so, yeah. like pretty much you'd you'd be unbeatable. You can put in fun text with this as well though, mm-hmm. and this is where, I think my thoughts on this deck. Diverge from other people's. I like this a lot. <laughs> it was um, certainly playing against it wasn't the most fun, but it was it was kind of fun to pl- it was it was fun to play. Right? You, it you was and, um, you, you were one of those bullies that played ADP and enjoyed uh, well, well, beating, beating all your opponents. Just just admit it. Well, okay, I I do like that it like won all the time. When I said when I said that Pikaram auto lost every matchup, ADP like auto won every matchup because it was very good. And then mm-hmm. you'd play it with Zashin, but then you could also this out of all the tag teams except for Mewtwo Mew, which was designed um, to be a distinctly ha- like def- had to be a toolbox deck, unless it's a tech option, which isn't a Mewtwo Mew deck. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd play this as a, like you could pair it with so many different things. Because of the dragon typing and the ability to accelerate energy. Yeah. Of course, there is Zashin V, as I said, Keldeo GX, which I also mentioned. You could pair it with Mewtwo Mew, which actually won. Um, oh wait, did it win? No, it came. No, it came second in the World's Replacement, the Pog Two, which I mentioned earlier. It came second with Mewtwo Mew and ADP, mm-hmm. and so it was very, very impressive. And then also, it just had so many fun combinations. Um, you could pair it with, uh, near the end of its lifetime, with the Glaren Bird Trio, or a duo, mm. I guess you wouldn't play Articuno. But it was it was very, very fun. With so many different options, you could even play it with Bronzong with some fun techs. I think I've, re- I've really, really enjoyed this card. 
Yeah, I mean, look, going against it, your only option really was to knock out ADP after alter creation. I mean, obviously you could do it before even better, but if, if you could knock out once alter creation happened and then ultimate reg, the game was over. I, I don't know what decks could come back from that, really. Maybe Picaram could, maybe. But, you know, no, you, you're in no a tough spot. Uh, you know, now in Expanded, you did have Ranger card, because certainly Expanded gone up against a lot more there, too. But Ranger just shuts it down. So there you have a one-card tech that just removes Alter Creation for the, from the rest of the game. So, But that wasn't available in Standard here, so yeah, you're safe um, from that. Yeah, um, so I, I think it, it's fun though. It did you play it or not? Really? I didn't. I didn't get my hand on it till very late. I played it a little bit. Um, the problem is that, like I said, I think it it made a lot of decks unplayable. And in and in that regard, it's bad. You know, it might have been bad for the game because I'd rather have more deck choices that that people are playing. Yeah, people say it killed like single prizers, but I didn't really like. You could. I mean, okay, it was bad for single prizes. You, you know, if you really had the like Cephalon and could build it up and, and just one shot the ADP quickly, but you know, single prizes basically weren't doing that. So you you know, you're in a lot of trouble. And and, and, yeah. and evolution Pokemon certainly weren't an option, um, like single prize evolution because you were never going to get the turns to get those off. And it's nice that, yeah. that people can play those. Yeah, but really, like with V Maxes and tag teams, they weren't ever really viable like yeah. current standard no one plays evolutions except for zoroark which is kind of the closest pokemon we've seen to mutual mew having so many options like has a tool to one shot like every pokemon in the game mm -hmm. and it's still bad so yeah i don't think i don't think cards like i think i don't think you can blame adp for single prizes being bad now uh, that is certainly true uh, you're right i mean the big multi-prize pokemon which we still have in the game makes single prizes tough um, and in some sense, I think Pokemon wanted to go out with a bang with the last tag team here at the end because this became overpowering. And I think it's an interesting lesson to remember, remind us that, that people didn't think ADP was good when it was coming out. And obviously people could be well, and it was well off the mark. So that still happens, those type of mis miscalculations. Yeah. But um, do you have anything else to say about them? I, I certainly think... I think I don't think ADP I don't think ADP is that badly designed. I certainly see some design flaws where it like hurts a number of like single prizers, but it doesn't. It's not the reason that's not the only reason. Certainly, that single prizes are bad. I think at the when single prizes were like getting towards rotation, I think people were very down on them. The, the tag team Pokemon. Um, yeah. But now that we've had some time without them, I think people are more more fond of them and and, and think think enjoyed it so you know they, they were tag teams i think were in, in a, i think a reasonable development i think it's also nice that they only did it for a year you know i keeping the the, the, the card set small for these massive pokemon is probably a, a good good decision also yeah one thing that i think is actually more problematic that they cut out was uh evolution gx's um uh, in all my time of playing pokemon as i said i i didn't play I've I've always played since the time since teams were out or newer. I've never once seen anyone play an evolution G, uh, GX. Yeah. Uh, other than through either weird means like um, elusive master, which is Greninja GX's ability, or like just some very strange stuff. Um, but I've never seen anyone just like be like, yeah, I'm playing a stage two 
GX deck. I, I played one, which is Incineroar GX, which was bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I've never like really seen anyone play them. They were just pushed out with tag teams. Zoroark GX was the only one that was sort of viable until until it rotated. Um, and I, I guess at the same time, Nagnatal GX was okay, but and it wasn't that good. Yeah, I mean, having a basic Pokemon, even even though it gave up one extra prize, was just much better than the ones you had to evolve. So, but it, it then you know obviously with EXs coming out and and being you know evolving to the EX, that that will be nice to see that that work in that in standard, and we'll get to experience that for ourselves. Yeah, and I'm. I'm... Think, I think they're trying to make sure that they're more viable. They've, they've kicked up their HP by like 100, so they'll probably be viable now. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah, well, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it actually plays itself out So when versus, with, with the other options people have. So um, so anyway, any final thoughts here on uh, Tag Team? I think we've kind of we've get at the end of the discussion there. Yeah, I, I think one last thing to say... Um, we are the ultimate tag team podcast. <laughs> we we should probably trademark that, shouldn't we? So for yeah, originality there. Yeah. And um, so obviously, uh, you know, check out our YouTube channels, uh, Uncommon Fossil and Ten Types. One of these days, we'll actually figure out how to actually publish a podcast. Uh, but until then, you can check us out on our YouTube channels. Uh, you want to click? Uh, take us out, Sam. Ten types. Yeah, sure. um, yeah. So uh, obviously, press subscribe because we are, as I said, the best, the best tagging podcast. Yeah. Um, and then also uh, like that'd be that's really appreciated. Yeah. Um, and then comment down below uh, what platforms you'd like to see this on. If we're able to figure that one out, uh, also uh, just your thoughts thoughts on tag teams on on Malamar and uh, comment down below how many of those questions you got right. Um, also comment down below if you made it to the end. This has been going on for a little while now. Um, I, I've been enjoying making these. I hope you've enjoyed listening to them. I, I hope you've listened to them. I'll say that. Uh, but as always, uh, we're both excited to see you uh, in the next podcast. Take care.